money, 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 money. We need to figure out how to control our spending sometimes, right? Especially in difficult times. And Kelly Showstrom is joining us today. Her website, kellyshowstrom.com. Kelly is a Minnesota girl who said, you know what? I've had enough of this debt stuff. I want to get out of debt. And she worked hard to make that happen. And now she basically is out there trying to help other people do the same thing uh, by creating some really interesting ideas and tackling some of those questions that we all kind of try to ignore. Kelly, thank you for being here today. How are you? Hi, Kelly. I'm doing just fine. How are you doing today? I'm good. I love your topic today, uh, talking about impulse buying. I, yeah. I, I laugh about this because I think last week we talked a little bit about cell phones and, you know, how people kind of go crazy and get the biggest plans and all that. And I was thinking our phones are starting to act goofy. Like whenever I go to a page, it's giving me an error every single time. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm on the downhill slide of these things being, you know, protected. And it's going to be that time where I got a switch. And I started doing this whole thing and going, oh, maybe I should switch today, which would have been too early. I didn't do it. I held back. So that's one of the things I, I didn't go by. But that's kind of the impulse buying thing you can kind of get into when you start seeing options out there. Exactly. And I mean, everything, nothing has been so um, available to us in past, right? It, now is the time, the, the most what am I trying to say here, Kelly? It has never been more easy to buy things, basically, is what I'm yeah. trying to say. And so we have advertisers who spend billions of dollars, you know, n globally to do research, to know exactly your pain points and why you buy things and your impulses. And so they target you and they market to you and it works, right? And so we have to do a little bit of due diligence. We need to be a little bit more aware so that we can be in control of our money. Otherwise, um, it's really easy to be susceptible to just, of course, I need Need that that bigger plan. Of course, it would be cheaper in the long run if I buy this thing so I don't have to, you know, borrow it from a friend or whatever the example is. And so today I wanted to dive into impulse buying because it's something that um, isn't as easy as just don't buy that. When we talk about our money, emotions always come into play. And that's the tricky part of our finances. That's what makes it the personal part of personal finances. It isn't just always this logical brain thing, right? Yeah. And so diving into impulse buying and what is it and, um, you know, how are we triggered by it and what are some things that we can do to help um, curb it a little bit um, mm -hmm. is the topic that I wanted to chat about today. Okay. So how do we get started? I, I mean, we sort of know what impulse buying is. We see something, we want it. We don't think about the bills that we have or anything at the moment. The only thing that matters is that particular thing that we want. And we figure we'll make it up later. Exactly. And this in this article that I'll link in the podcast show notes, it um, talks about the, they mentioned unplanned decision to purchase something. And I mm -hmm. love that they intentionally use the word unplanned because I think we often justify something as well, we needed that anyway. But if we weren't planning on buying it, then it is can technically be an impulse buy. So I, you know, you go to your big box store and you see a new jacket and you were like, oh, well, I was, I needed a new jacket anyway, because mine is maybe falling apart. But if your jacket hasn't been on your radar to buy something, then this is still going to qualify as an unplanned decision, which is an impulse buy. And sometimes you maybe truly need it. And sometimes you don't, we want to definitely um, just ask ourselves those questions. And so when we think about what causes impulse buying, Kelly, it's going to be a little bit of that FOMO, that fear of missing out. And so yeah. something that a friend has, a neighbor has, and we're thinking, oh my gosh, I need that too. And that absolutely leads to impulse buying. How do you get rid of feeling like you're missing out? I feel like I got a house full of that going on right now. Everybody's not saving. <laughs> They're like, I had to have this. I'm like, oh my God, no, you didn't have to have any of this. 
None of it. You <laughs> and have I all think of this and more. <laughs> exactly. And that one of our tips is going to be about goal setting. And so we'll dive into that. That'll help some of that. But also maybe you're the type of person that just having likes having new things. Maybe the opposite of that, you don't like thrifted things. So, you know, um, having a baby and friends are offering you all their hand-me-down clothes because kids go through them so quickly. They're basically brand new anyway. And you're just like kind of that ick factor, like, Oh, I don't want to use baby clothes, but yeah. you know, and so you're buying brand new, which costs money. And so there's, um, there's a lot of, a lot of reasons why we have the impulse buying. You want to save money. Maybe you think that, you know, instead of just renting something for the few times you need it. I always think of like the Home Depot renting section instead of buying the tool, just renting it when you need it. You might think, well, if I use it 10 times, it's cheaper to buy it. But will you actually use it 10 times is always my yeah. question to my husband. Right. Um, <laughs> and, you know, sometimes we just want to feel good. We we want that new thing. We want to reward ourselves. Um, so there is a lot of reasoning behind impulse buying. Um, and so you're justified in in it being hard to not impulse buy, um, which is why we need to be proactive in figuring out how we can stop impulse buying. So are you ready, Kelly, to dive into some of these reasons? Yeah, because I have to tell you something. I bought something on impulse and you're going to laugh because I do. I, I get my fingernails done sometimes and I hate having to go in and pay for that, but I'm terrible at it at home. And I saw on Amazon one of those, um, those little drill kind of machines that they use at the you know, at the nail salons where they kind of, they just drill off all that icky nail polish. I thought, oh, that's all I need. I need one of those. I bought it and I thought, well, what am I going to do? I, I can't use it on myself. <laughs> so now I've got this brand new thing that I could never use. I've got three boys in the house. They're not going to do my nails. I thought, oh my God, you did not think this through. So, yeah, I almost bought one of job. those uv light things that dries your nails more quickly um yes and then after doing some research i realized you have to use a specific polish for it so yeah. i avoided that purchase thing <laughs> thank goodness because i would have been like great now i have this thing and i have to buy special nail polish for it but one of my infamous impulse buys kelly which um i actually kind of used it a little bit but it was definitely an impulse buy i bought one of those pressure cookers back in like 2010 so this is pre all the fancy stuff today. This was like a huge, huge pot that you put on the counter that I, that I was on an infomercial. They were selling it and they were like, look, you can make lasagna or you could steam lobster or you can make soup. And you know, you could do the 500 wow. recipes. And I yeah. actually bought it and I got in the mail. And my roommate was like, what the heck is this? Do we actually need that? And I was like, yeah, good call. I, I didn't put any thought into this purchase, but um, <laughs> you know, there you go. There you go. So we all do it. All right. Help us out. What are we going to do? Okay. So the first thing, and this is going to be easier said than done, but create that 30 day waiting list for big purchases. And so, especially if you're sharing money with the spouse, have a dollar amount where the two of you are like, okay, we need to agree that anything that costs more than this amount of money, we need to not only talk about it, but we need to wait 30 days, or we need to do our due diligence to do some research on the product. We need to maybe do some price comparisons, figure out where's the where not only is it cheaper, but do we want to support maybe a local business or whatever the case may be, just think about this item a little bit. And so creating a 30 day waiting list will definitely help you not just spend money on big ticket items. We have Black Friday coming up and that's a really good and easy example to um, point out specifically of, hey, don't just buy things to buy things. I know there's going to be big discounts coming up here quickly. Um, and we don't know what they are until last minute, of course, but maybe have your list of items and know um, 
and know the price that you're willing to pay for them. Okay. Now wait 30 days. Got 30 days. All right. The next one is find free ways to reward yourself. And so this is an easy way that we do impulse buying. We deserve it. We saved X amount of money or we didn't buy something. So we're going to go buy something to reward ourselves. Um, and I think that we can just be intentional about how we reward ourselves. And we can also still make sure that it's in the budget, right? Just because um, it's a reward for something we did good doesn't mean that we need to put it on a credit card that we can't afford. And so be intentional with this one as well. Think about how how do you want to reward yourself? What is actually meaningful to you? And so Kelly, to our nails example, maybe you get your manicure or you um, decide to go to a nice dinner with your spouse, or you treat yourself to a special coffee. If you don't normally buy coffee, um, whatever it is, kind of have your ideas of how you would like to reward yourself, how much money, um, you know, what reward goes with what type of behavior that you did. Um, and then always make sure that it's in the line in your budget so that it's truly affordable. And so that reward doesn't become more stressful down the road when that credit card bill comes in the mail. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. All right. The next one that we have here is always have a list and plan for your purchases. So we talked about this a little bit earlier, but this goes for grocery shopping as well, back to school shopping, um, holiday decor shopping, whatever it is, have our list. Um, and so make sure that you are intentional about the things that you want to buy. Not only does that save us a little bit of money, it also helps us do a little price shopping. Um, and it also lets you do a little bit of inventory at your current house, right? So when you go grocery shopping, having a list ensures that I don't already have these things in my pantry because I theoretically have looked over the pantry, right? Or when we're going Christmas decoration shopping, we're not just buying rolls of wrapping paper because you know, you need wrapping paper for Christmas. We're actually making the list because we've kind of gone through our stock and we realize we don't have enough wrapping paper. Mm, yes. Okay. Yep. That makes total sense. It's just finding the time. Sometimes you have to create time to do these things. Exactly. Being a little bit intentional. And I know, mm. you know, time is limited and, um, it's, it's sometimes it's easier, you know, to press the easy button to not think intentionally or not do your research or, um, not to double check um, yourself before you purchase things, but it is really helpful in the long run. And right. so the next item, Kelly, is avoid using credit cards. And I want to bring this one up because it's on the list. And when and if people read it, I want you to hear my opinion on this. I think credit cards are just fine. Let's be clear with, with that right away, right? Credit cards are okay. They are not the monster. How we use credit cards can sometimes be the monster. And so if you have a tricky relationship with credit cards, if you have credit card debt that you're still working through or have worked through in the past, maybe we don't use credit cards. And so maybe avoiding them is exactly the advice that you should follow. But if you use credit cards, if you pay them off every month, like myself, um, and I believe Kelly, you do too, mm -hmm. then we are allowed to use credit cards, get those points, get those, get those cash back opportunities, um, because you're uh, ensuring that you're paying it off every month. It's in budget. You're not going into debt. And so credit cards aren't always a bad thing, but don't use credit cards. If it's a, if it's a way that you can afford a purchase, you don't have to worry about how much money is your, in your checking account. Right. Um, don't yeah. use it for those types of instances. Yeah, I totally get that. I've been on both sides of that coin thinking, oh, I'll be okay. And then I don't get to pay it off. And then I'm like, oops, that was a mistake. So I've been on both sides. And I think we all have, right? Like the only reason why I'm here today is because I had credit card 
Well, I had student loan debt. I also had some credit card debt from studying abroad, had a little bit too much fun, didn't have a plan to afford that fun and had to get a personal loan out of it at the end of the day. And so we all have these tricky situations with money. Um, it's never as cut and dry as we want it to be, but this is why we're talking about it today, Kelly, so that exactly. we can be a little bit more proactive, a little bit intentional, um, and just do a little bit better than we used to before. All right. We've got about a minute and a half left. All right, Kelly. Another tip that I have is remember your goals. And so I kind of um, alluded to this in the very beginning of our conversation, but you want to make sure that what you're buying is in line with your goals. And so the way that we can do this is before when we're creating our budget, we want to dream a little bit, right? So what are the things that we want to accomplish now, near and in the future? So now maybe we want to just follow our budget. Maybe we want to make sure that we can go out to eat twice a month. Maybe we want to make sure that we're saving $30 a month to make a donation at the end of the year. Whatever our goals are now, near is going to be a little bit more of those quarterly annual goals, one vacation. We want to buy a new winter jacket. We want to pay off a credit card. And then the future goals, maybe we want to help a kiddo with college or we want to um, pay off our car, or whatever those are. By aligning your spending today into those future goals, we can make sure that the trajectory that we're on, what our life ends up looking like is in line with what truly makes us happy. And at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. So this impulse buying, this buying things that don't really matter, don't really move the needle in happiness. This is just all, um, all ways that we can derail ourselves from what we actually want to accomplish in life. And so when you think about these silly $5, $20, $30 purchases, um, just ask yourself, um, is this something that's derailing me? That's taking away from my vacation that I want to go on um, mm -hmm. or the Christmas that I dream about with my kiddos. Um, and if so, then maybe that's an easier way for you to justify not making that purchase. Yeah, exactly. Kelly, thank you so much. Great tips. Kelly Showstrom. You can go to kellyshowstrom.com for more free advice and even to take classes if you decide that you want to. She's got all kinds of really fun and interesting uh, money-building habits that she can share with you on her website. Showstrom is S-J-O-S-T-R-O-M. Kelly with a Y, K-E-L-L-Y, kellyshowstrom.com.